0: Welcome to All Been Dawn. On today's episode, I chat to former Open champion and Dawns fan, Paul Laurie. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube at All Been Dawn. Now, let's get into the episode. this episode of Bob and Don. Delighted to welcome former Oprah Chaplin golfer Paul Laurie to the podcast. Paul, welcome along.
1: Hey, thanks. How are you?
0: I'm very well, thank you. Uh, so, let's talk about, go right back to the beginning, your earliest memories as a Don's fan. Did you used to play about in the garden? Who did you pretend to be?
1: Uh, I, was, um, I was either Willie Miller or Gordon Strachan. Uh, Willie Miller was obviously my favourite player, like a lot of people uh, when I was growing up. Um, Sir Alex was obviously the manager, and the team was uh, unbelievable, um, doing great stuff. And we used to sit. My brother and I, and my father, used to sit in the old G stand in the beach end, up in the corner there, the family bit at the time when I was a teenager. So we kind of we went to a lot of the games and absolutely loved it. But uh, I always wanted to be Willie Miller, but uh, unfortunately, it just didn't quite, it
0: didn't quite happen for me as a footballer. But there you go. Did you? Uh... Did you have ambitions to play as a youngster? Did you to play for the school team or anything like that?
1: Yeah, I think everyone does, to be honest. Uh, I was I was half decent. Uh, I played for Kemney Boys Club. Uh, I played for the Grampian Select a few times, which was on back then as a right winger. Um, but I kind of realised that I wasn't going to be, you know, an Aberdeen footballer, unfortunately. So I decided to turn my hand to something else, which, you know, golf was the only other thing that, I was kind of interested in you know back then um i would have loved to have been a footballer first but uh as it turned out i, I think it was all right the way that it kind of turned out so i'm kind of glad i wasn't very good I, at the football
0: i don't think you can complain um no i'm, I'm sure Willie is not that great at golf so it, it evens out in the in the universe somewhere uh, did so when you started playing golf uh were you still going to games, so just playing golf during the week, or did it start to become, when you started to play tournaments and things, you were starting to perhaps sacrifice the football a little bit?
1: Well, I didn't um, I didn't play a lot of golf uh, when I was young. Um, I was really into the football. Um, like I said, I played a lot. We trained, you know, kind of three or four nights a week, as you do when you're that age. I played golf, but never any sort of good at it or never kind of really turned my hand to it, thinking that I could do it as a, as a career or a living. And... Um, and then when I decided that, man, okay, football's not for me, then I started practising a bit more at the golf and started playing a wee bit more and, and gave up the football completely, apart from going to watch the games, obviously, with my father and my brother. But it wasn't until I was about 16 and a half, I kind of thought, right, I'm going to have a go at this golf thing. I'm going to practise and do a bit of work on it. And uh, Sandy Lyle won the Open at St Sandwich in 1985, and I turned pro the following April. He won it in July. 85. And when I saw Sandy winning that, I thought, man, I want to do that. That's what I want to do. I want to do what Sandy Lyle does. Um, and I started playing a bit more and playing in a few of the junior medals and stuff. And But never really played competitively at all in the amateur game until I turned pro. I turned pro at 17 though. I turned pro pretty young. Um, the job came up at Bankery Golf Club for the junior assistant. Uh, we were out playing there with my father and the taxi drivers outings. My dad was a taxi driver. And I used to get a game with them. and would play with them. And Doug Smart, the pro, saw me tee off at the first one day and and he said, asked my dad what I was up to. And he said, well, he's just washing cars. My dad had a big taxi business in Aberdeen, ABC Taxis was his company. So I used to just wash the cars for him. And he saw me tee off and he offered me a job. And, you know, never, yeah, never really thought about being a golfer or a pro golfer or a tour golfer or, and gave it a go and was all right at it. And then, you know. Before you know where you are, you're on the tour and you're doing all right, and you're making a, a pretty good living. You know, traveling the world, playing golf. It's weird how sometimes things happen.
0: It's, I, I love stories like that. Just yeah. the right place, the right time, and then yeah, it's weird. Your life change. Your life changes. Yeah. So, so uh, at that sort of time, 85, 86, So, just go back a little bit before that. Obviously, what are your memories of that early eighties team, the Gothenburg era, winning all those Scottish cups, that sort of thing?
1: Well, the memories are are just. If it wasn't four or five nil at that time, you know, to Aberdeen, it was a shock. I, I mean, they were just so dominant, weren't they, back then? You know, when I was a, when I was a, a teenager and a kid, and we were in Gothenburg. You know, my father, my brother, and I. You know, when they won Cup Winners Cup, so that was pretty cool. Got soaking wet like everyone else did. You know, flew over, and it was just, you know, I was uh, what was I? I was fourteen uh, when they won the Cup Winners Cup. So again, to be around a kid around that time when you had the players that they had and, you know, all Scottish too. I mean, amazing the, the kind of the way they kind of put it together. And Salex so put it together. And um, so the the biggest memory is just beating everybody, really. I mean, they were so dominant, it was unreal. Obviously, Dundee United were good too, and Celtic and Rangers were always there. But around about that time, Aberdeen was the dominant team, you know, in Scotland. So that was pretty cool when you're a young kid going along and watch all these great players play week in and week out.
0: It's uh, yeah, it's like it's difficult for myself to comprehend because uh, I was born, I was born late nineteen eighty two, so probably the worst time to be born as an Aberdeen fan. You, you literally just miss all the good stuff. And then when I yeah. started going to the games early nineties, we were still okay, but then there was the sort of less good stuff in the um in, in the late nineties up to the end of the, that, that century as well. The um. When you started playing golf and you started going on the tour as well, um, you're traveling through Europe, uh, potentially further afield. How is it to try and follow the football there? Like you can't just nip to the shop and you know there's no green final getting dropped in your doorstep. Uh, how, how were you following the games when you were away from home?
1: Well, on tour, there's a, there's a big football element, obviously, of the golf tour and all the players and all the caddies and, and all the, the tour staff you know, somebody supports our club, you know, somewhere. Um, so Saturday afternoon was always good fun, you know, on the tour. And all the players obviously support, you know, different clubs. And there's always the banter that goes around. Um, I didn't um, I didn't go to an awful lot of, of games, obviously. When I when I started playing full-time, I got my tour card in 91 tour school. So I went, I spent 92 was my first year. So for about four or five years, I only went to sort of one or two games a year, you know, maximum, because I was always playing on a Saturday. It wasn't until I started missing cuts and I was able to go on a Saturday to the football that I started getting back into the football again. Because I didn't go for a while. Obviously, when you play full time, you know, 35, 36 weeks of the year, you know, if you've got some corporate stuff to do, it's a lot of time. Um, but no, I mean everyone on tour follows the football. It's a big, it's a big talking point, you know, on the tour because, like I say, there's somebody who supports one of the clubs in Scotland out on tour, so there's always a lot of banter that you know flies about. And um, like you say, random at that time, I took a little bit of flack. Ab- Aberdeen were not the way they were in the in mm. the '90s as they were in the '80s. But me, yeah, that's that's how it is. Your team's your team. You know, you take it on the chin and you crack on. But no, no, there's a big following of the football on the tour.
0: It must be um, quite interesting to follow up from afar as well, because we, like, especially in the mid-90s, cause obviously there was that 94, 95, where it was so close to a disaster. And then the game kind of changed, and then this money, not, not a lot of money up here, but we're buying players like Paul Bernard and the, the Bulgarians were getting bought. I think, oh, okay, and then all of a sudden RBS pull the plug on everything, and it, we go back to square one. It's just... The the changes in watching football, like how um, has it changed for you? Obviously, you grew up watching these successful teams, and then the less successful teams and stuff. So, how is it generally just following that? And it's just ups and downs, I suppose, isn't
1: it? Well, it's professional sport. You you know, I get I get a little bit um, I get a little bit frustrated. You know, as a professional sportsman, when I read. A lot of um, fans having a go at at stuff and having a go at the manager and, and, you know, get them out and all this sort of stuff. And as a professional sportsman, I know there's ups and downs. I know you're going to have periods where you're not going to be very good, even though you're trying pretty hard. And it's not that you're trying to do poorly. You know, you're trying to do the best that you can because, you know, I mean, obviously the, the team and the players and the management, they're trying to do as best as they can. Now, I understand that sometimes it's not good enough and sometimes my golf was terrible at times. In that time, you're gonna have highs and you're gonna have lows. It's just professional sport. But your team's your team. You know, for me, I would support them whether they were in third division or the Premier League. It wouldn't matter to me where they were. I wouldn't be happy if they weren't in the in the Premier League. But that's where they are. You know. So your team's your team. So I get a little bit kind because of, obviously I've been involved in it for a long, long time. Professional sport, 35 years, I think, coming up, um, and been through it all. You know, highs and lows as a golfer. And I've only won. I played 620 European tour events and I won eight of them. And that's considered a successful golf career, pretty successful career, you know. So I think a little bit of, a little bit of slack needs to be given, you know, sometimes. And I understand that the Ross County result was terrible the other day. But when you go on, you read some of the stuff that people are, are writing about. I mean, they get personal for it. I don't quite get that. But anyway, I've never been someone who's wanted to write on websites or write on stuff because obviously I'm involved in it. Sometimes my golf is absolutely appalling. I would have been gutted if anyone ever wrote about me when I shot, mm. you know, 77 and it's just not, you're taking it a bit far, but you know, that's how it is. Professional sports, lots of ups, ups and downs. You just got to take it on the chin and, and do your best you can.
0: It's uh, As a, a professional sportsman, when you watch a game, as you learned more about yourself and what it would take to, to get to that next level, to to make that cut and then make okay, win that tournament. Did did you find yourself watching games in a different way, or was it an escapism? Were you like, I can see a, I can see the mentality in that player. I can see he's got that, or I can see he's not trying as hard as he could, um, or was it just your, football was the escapism?
1: I just um, I've always enjoyed football. I've always enjoyed watching it. Um, I'm not a great. I don't go to the games and like watch technical things and, oh, he should be there or he should But I don't really, I'm not opinionated on, on that because I'm not an expert at, at that, you know, I, again, I have a bit of a problem with people that come on and say, oh, we should be doing this and we should be doing that. I think the manager's more qualified than me to be telling the team what to do or whatever. I just enjoy it. I enjoy going um, we normally go, my, my two boys and I normally go. And then a, a friend of mine, Alan Reed, and his wife, um, Val, they've got tickets alongside us at the Dick Donald. So we all go and, you know, you get to meet up with them and have a bit of a chat and a coffee and a pie. And the you, oh, game's finished and off you go. And, you know, you cheer the game. I, again, I'm not a big, I'm not a big, um, I don't boo players or other players. Or I don't shout and swear when things don't happen. I mean, I just go, I enjoy my football. Um, if we win, great, you know, but it's not it's not do or die for me. And I understand a lot of people. It is. And and I, I get that. I, I don't have a problem with that at all. But I just enjoy it. I'm not a great. I mean, I know a little bit about it. You know, when I'm sitting watching the telly at night and the kids are there and, and one of them will say something. And I get what he's on about, you know, about positions and all that, because I played when I was younger. But I'm not a great I'm not a great critic of of bits and pieces. I enjoy going. I enjoy the atmosphere of it. Uh, Aberdeen's my team. Uh, I always look for the score no matter matter where I am playing golf. You know, it's important for Aberdeen to be successful. To have a successful team is important for the city. I get all of that. I get how important it is. So, I'm interested in it. I enjoy it. Um, But I don't, I don't really go down there. I'm not interested, I'm not, I'm not interested in getting to know any of the players or I don't, I know a few of them but I, I don't, I don't put myself about down there. I'm not a pest. You know, when Craig Brown was there and Archie Knox, I enjoyed going down and having a cup of coffee with them because I've known both of them a long, long time. Whereas Derek, and I've not been down there when Derek's been there because I don't really know Derek that well or, or Tony. So I just leave them to it. So I just enjoy it. I love going. It's my team.
0: Right. Uh, what are your your favourite Pataudry memories then, games? you've you've They you've just stick just in the memory for you.
1: Uh, well, well, obviously, I mean, not advertorial, but Cup Winners Cup was just amazing. You know, to be 14 years of age and to be there and to kind of, and then we, we we flew over, so we managed to get back in time. You know, to see them. You know, parade it and, and whatever. We were we were there, which was pretty cool. But like I said before, when I was young, they used to they used to win a lot of games, didn't they? I mean, oh my God, it was three, four, and five nil against everybody, really. And I mean, it was really exciting. And some of the stuff they played when Strachan used to come back and pick up the ball on the 18-yard box and, you know, kind of Miller sort of shouting him to get the pitch a wee bit. When you were young, it was just really cool. And then, you know, obviously when when I stopped going, it was when they kind of struggled a wee bit and they weren't the team that they used to be and I kind of was obviously busy playing. And then I got back into it again and started going a lot just after I won the Open in 99. I started going back a wee bit again. Just, I mean, I enjoy the highs and lows of it, to be honest. I mean, that's what it is, isn't it? Unless you're, Unless you're Real Madrid or Man United or one of these boys, you're going to follow a team that's going to have quite a bit of ups and downs. So my memories as a kid going there are just great. It was very exciting, great atmosphere. Place was full nearly all the time, you know, back then. It was very seldom, not not a full house. And, you know, I feel very lucky to have grown up in an era when we had such success at the club.
0: Oh, definitely. Uh, I'm not jealous at all. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, you got, you had Will and Miller, I had John Ingalls. You know, it's uh, oh,
1: there you go. Same. <laughs> the
0: the comparisons are are there. And it's it's quite adjusted The that you, you touched on earlier about how the city lifts when uh, the team does well. Um, in recent memory, uh, um, the League Cup win in 2014. Um, I live in Glasgow, so I wasn't in the city at that time. But I saw like the videos on social media and stuff like that. But uh, when we beat Copenhagen in the two thousand and eight UEFA Cup, mm. um, I was in the city centre, and the atmosphere that night was amazing. It's just, it's amazing how one thing can lift a whole city, and just, it just, I, I, I mean, I don't know if it, particularly you, you noticed it um, when you won the Open as well, because like, it was like the whole. City, the whole shire was like rooting for you, you know that 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 uh on that in that playoff and stuff. So did did you notice that similar sort of thing for yourself uh when you came back after the Open?
1: Well, I think sport, you know, sport has that way, doesn't it? You know, every, whether you're a whether you're a football fan or not, you know, when the when the club are doing well, it's everywhere. People are talking about it. You can't you can't get away from it. Same as when they're doing poorly, it's the same thing. People learn about it. And, uh, you know, obviously the result the other day was poor and everyone's now talking about, oh, rubbish and get them out of there and whatever. It's just how it is. It's sport. It's a, it's a topic that people talk about. I've always been very lucky that I've had great support, you know, from people in and around Aberdeen. They know that I'm from here. Uh, I think they appreciate what we do with our foundation. They appreciate that we try and give back, you know, as much as we possibly can. I've always understood um, how lucky I am to do what I've done in, in, in golf. And I've had an unbelievable living out of it and livelihood out of it. And people appreciate that we, we understand that and we try and give back as much as we can to get some kids, you know, into the game. But football has way more than, than me. The football club has way more influence on the city than I have, rightly so. I mean, you know, there's only one major football club here. Obviously, Cove are doing great. Um, and my mum lives over in Cove, so I go to the Cove games when I'm not at the Aberdeen games so I kind of follow them quite a lot. It's great to see them doing so well. Uh, but the football has always had that with the city. It's very important to have a successful football team and, and them playing well and I think that that shines through with the support that they get you know from most people. Uh, but I had great support when I won the Open it was fantastic to come home and everyone's talking about it and the whole place was buzzing and they couldn't believe that somebody from here could win something as big as that. Um, and it was really really cool it's something that I'll always cherish that how you know people always treat me unbelievably well in Aberdeen always have
0: um, that's, it's uh, yeah it's just a, a, an amazing an amazing thing and uh, the, the sort of, you just touched a little bit there about how people react these days and the like the team nowadays we're not going to go into analyzing this that and the other but... It's just there's there's a unfortunately a, a different feel to the team, particularly the last month or so. Uh, but there are so, still such good players at the club. I mean, when we when this team plays, they can play really really well if you get the excitement of uh, of hedges and uh, well, I'm still going to say Scott Wright in the moment um, flying up that wing. It's it's such an interesting thing. Do you still um, enjoy watching the game? Obviously, the the days when we were winning four or five now were probably your favourite era to watch, but. Um, like nowadays football, how how much do you enjoy it compared to those days?
1: Well, I mean, I still enjoy going. I mean, obviously, I go I go with the two boys, you know, Craig and Michael, or, or Marion or whoever wants to. We we'll go, you know, we go. Um, so I, I enjoy I enjoy going. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't not go to a game if I was home, no matter how they were playing. It doesn't doesn't it doesn't influence me how they're playing or. or if they've been beaten the week before, you know I'm not I'm not that kind of. I support my club. I go when I'm home. If they're playing away, I go when I when they're away. If I'm home, um, it wouldn't matter me how they were doing or how they weren't doing. Um, so I still enjoy it. It's not as though I, I need them to win to, for me to go. is what I'm saying. I'm a fan of the club. Mm. I want them to do well. Um, and it wasn't long ago that people were talking about how good a squad that we had this season, and all of a sudden. There's a lot of shouting for to get the manager out of his job, you know. So I think he's put together a pretty good squad, and I think they've been in a really, really good run. But the trouble being that I think a lot of people still think that they should be like they were, you know, when Fergie was here, and that's just not going to happen. I don't think ever again, unfortunately, not in my lifetime anyway. I wish it be. I wish it was. I wish we won every game and won every tournament, but it's not going to happen with the way things are at the moment. So. I think they actually do. They do pretty well. I think you know for what they what they kind of do, it would be it would be nice to be challenging. You know, Celtic and Inter a bit more often uh, would be great. And with the squad they've got, I don't see why they can. But I don't know. I don't know why they're not. I'm not in there. I don't watch them training. I don't see the the you know how the players are and how they're behaving and what the manager's doing with them or not doing with them. I'm not involved in that. That's not my kind of thingy. But I still enjoy going no matter how they play it, no matter what the score is the week before. I just want to support them.
0: Quite right. It's, it's a good attitude to have. That is, you do get a lot of absolute rubbish, particularly on like social media. It's, really, it's the curse. It's, at least those uh, back in the day, it would just be somebody would write an angry letter to like the Daily Record yeah. or the Green Final. Yeah. So it would take a week to get there, and then you could just chuck it in the bin. Uh, it, it, um, would, what would you say, in your time watching... Could you pinpoint a, a certain area where you thought things changed? Like things were going really well, and then you, where you just went, oh, wait a minute, this isn't as is what it used to be. There is there a particular time that you think, oh, like an era that you went. I'm not sure that this team's as good as that last team, or something like that.
1: Well, like I said before, I I kind of I didn't go very often for a while when I when I got my tour card and I was away all the time. I didn't go to an awful lot of games, so. When I was going a lot, I was between the age of about 12 to about 19, you know, in that time. So I would say it was kind of early 80s, right through to sort of, when the Alex leave, did he leave in 86, something about then? 86, 85, 86 87, I think 86, 86, 87 about then. So I was still going then when he was there. And then it just coincided that not because he left and that it just, I was doing other things. I didn't go an awful lot. Um, And it seemed to be in that time, obviously when I got my tour card, that things started to go a little bit haywire and Celtic and Rangers obviously got got on top and they were now the dominant team as opposed to Aberdeen being the dominant team. So it changed around about then, I suppose. Um, And it's got to be money that that, that, that's the reason why it, it changed and how it didn't change, but we were still buying decent players as far as I can see, and getting decent players in the late 80s. It, it, so it was early 90s that things started kind of going a wee bit awry. And they built the Dick Donald stand, and obviously that was a lot of money and, and the debt in the club, and things started going a wee bit, you know, school with. But, hey, that, that's, you know, that's how things go. And clubs as big as that are going to go through ups and downs. Uh, I don't really know why it happened, but I assume money had to be, you know, a part of it, and it, it you know, obviously Derek was the first manager that won a trophy for, was it 16 years or something? Didn't no, 19, 19 years. 19 yeah. years. And now they're saying that he's only won one and that's not good enough. Well, ones before him didn't win any. So, I mean, one's better than, better than none. I would like them to win more often too, but it, it just, I, I don't know. I just find it a bit, kind of I don't know. I, I don't think they're doing that badly, to be honest where they are. but So the poor spells must have been, Nineties, I assume, for them, for financially, and and money is normally at the, at the end of, unfortunately, is it?
0: The, you just uh, touched on there um, when uh, Sir Alex left from Manchester United. Um, did you do you remember that? Did you was it a, a proper like gutting blow for people that he'd left, or was it just a case of right, the manager's gone, here's a new manager, we just carry on as normal, or was the effect really felt when he left?
1: Well, I turned pro. I turned pro in '86. Um, I turned pro April '86. So I was kind of now into what I was doing as far as golf was concerned, and I wasn't going to an awful lot of games around about then. So it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been a mega blow for me because I was young and I was seventeen and I was into what I was doing and I was practicing and playing and trying to become a golfer takes up takes up a lot of time uh, but I mean obviously it was a it was a mega blow um, and when you hear him when you hear him so now chatting that one of the only clubs he would have gone to you know from us would have been then I mean he obviously thinks of the place very highly he's always been hugely respectful about his time at Aberdeen and loved it and the tournaments he won and I've been lucky enough to, to be in his company quite a few times, obviously I've gotten to know him quite well uh, over the years. We've been down a few times at Manu at Carrington and stuff with him, with the boys, and been at games and spoken to him in his office afterwards. And he always speaks unbelievably highly uh, of Aberdeen. So, but it was a huge blow at the time. I mean, I don't remember it, you know, obviously my memory is not the best and it was a fair while ago, but it was a big blow, but he's got to move on. I mean, you kind of turned down the, man, you know, some people that still think you should be here. Which which I
0: know. <laughs> I, I think it's, I think, it's, uh, I think <laughs> some people would. Um, that's the thing you we, we, we were talking earlier about people wanting a change in the manager of the world, but still people will suggest him. You know, some of the yeah. suggestions I mean, you've seen, or oh, get Roy Keenan. What? Get Roy Keenan? What, what you, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anywho, um, I mean, the trouble, the
1: trouble being, and, and, Everyone is entitled to their opinion, right? And I'm always been of, of that opinion. Uh, and if that's your opinion, then you're you're, you're entitled to have it. Um, but it's just not as easy as people think that it is. I mean, who, who would you get in if you got rid of Derek and Tony right now? Who would you get in? Man, it wouldn't be a great list. No I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. Now, I'm not saying that. Some some days, everybody kind of thinks. Oh, I think it's time for a change. I think he's been there long enough. Fair enough, if that's, if that's what they decide to do, that's what they decide to do. But, man, the grass is not always greener. i found that a couple of times in, in my career, but hey, that's just how people are. And people are entitled to their opinion. Everyone is, and they're right to have an opinion.
0: Yeah, completely. Um, the link the, that the club have with Atlanta United now, um, as, as somebody that's seen sport on quite a wide scale, um, playing on the tour and things, um, you'll have seen you know, different elements of branding and marketing and I don't know, potentially fan experiences in, in those areas. Uh, how do you think uh, Aberdeen linking with Atlanta is going to potentially change how you go to the football? Not, not with you personally, but how fans go to football uh, in, in Aberdeen maybe in the next five years or so?
1: To be honest, I mean, I don't really, I didn't, I've not looked into the Atlanta thing. I don't know. I don't know what it means. I don't know. obviously, Dave Cormack lives there, Um, he clearly is the new chairman and wants to go down a road that's maybe a little different to what Stuart Milne went down, and again, if it brings in more money, which it seems to have done, then great. I, I mean, I think you've got to give Dave Cormack a bit of credit that he's obviously taken a bit of money in, but and Stuart Mellon clearly gets a hard time from, you know, a lot of people. But I'm sure, you know, he was putting money in that people didn't even know about, you know, for years upon years about getting players in and whatever. And I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that, man, Dave is going to do a way better job than Stuart Mellon, because, you know, I don't really know Dave Cormack uh, that well. But so, uh, And I don't know what Atlanta means. I've not read, looked into it. I've not kind of read much about it. I think it's a wee bit odd personally i don't understand why an american football club was going to benefit aberdeen but i i don't know how that works i don't know what the branding is i don't know what the deal is um, the the boy is it hernandez that came i mean again 800 grand or something they paid for him yeah. i just don't i don't know enough about it to to, cut, to comment on it and I kind of like I said before I I stay out of all that I I don't want to be involved in all that that's their that's their business it's their club Dave Cormac's the chairman and I don't like when people butt into what I do and tell me what to do so I'm certainly not going to make tell him uh, of anything I'm sure he's good at what he does he's obviously a clever guy he's been he's very wealthy Uh, built up a good business and sold it and now he's with us so that's hope he does really well. I'm, I'm behind him uh, as the chairman, like I am with every anybody that tries to do anything for the football club.
0: Quite right. It's a it's a great attitude to have. Um, just so a, a wee question that I, uh, I, I'd written down that came from uh, um, you. You've probably been asked it before, but uh, has there ever been a big Dons game getting played while you've been out on the course? Maybe not like a major tournament, but one of the, the European uh, tours and all that. And it's been a really big game, and it's just tiny little thing and niggle in the back of your mind going, oh, no, I wonder what the score is. I wonder what the score is when you're walking along the fairway uh, with the next shot, or is it just complete we, focus?
1: We had a, I had a, a, when I played the Tartan Tour, before I got my tour card, Tartan Tour was made up of a lot of pro-ams, you know, back then. And my caddy, uh, Shifter, at the time, he was a big Celtic fan. And there was a pro-am in Glasgow during the Scottish Cup final uh, when big Brian Irvin scored the winning penalty. And I had I had kind of forgotten that the cup final was on and I put myself down to play in this pro-am. So we get to this hole and we're on the green, going to wait a puck. And there was a big tenement flats right behind the green in Clydebank, I think it was, Clydebank District. And somebody had the window open, and you could hear the game. The guy had his radio on; you could hear the game. You could hear the penalty shootout oh, taking no. place. So I said to my, t- I said to my team, "Look, do you mind if we just sort of take a sit?" The is, Ah,
0: oh, no bother. What a great idea!
1: So of course my caddy, he's a Celtic fan, so he's got the pen shifter, and it was the very and uh, Brian upsteps Brian Irvin. and it's in the Aberdeen win the cup. So I looked over at Shifter, and I can I. Get it up you, wee man. get it up you. Well he had the flag and he's got his angry little face on and he threw the flag at me, he tried to hit me with a flag and it speared on the ground and oh man, it's just so that's the only time I've ever been, you know, a game going on and I've been on the golf course. Was the I don't even know what year that was. What year would that have been? That would have been
0: nineteen ninety. That was ninety. Yeah, that. that's right. I love yeah. my
1: tour card ninety two. So ninety. So that was Aberdeen yeah. Celtic Cup final. Big Brian Irvin. And mm. I've I've told Brian Irvin the story when I met him afterwards. I said, Oh, and he was killing himself laughing. He thought it was brilliant. That were carrying the pin, trying to spear me with the pin. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's that's a, that's a great story. Um, so so just to kind of bring things back. Uh, and, and, and sort of wind things up. The um, just what it means to you personally to to support Aberdeen and, and what the what your time watching watching the football has, has meant to, to you personally.
1: Well, Aberdeen's um, Aberdeen's my club. Um, I'll never I'll never support anyone else. Uh, it's a club that I was brought. My, my father brought my brother and I along when we were pretty young. We started going when I was just a little toot in that G stand at the beach end, like I said before, and um, good or bad, thick or thin, I'll support them. I always support them. It doesn't, it wouldn't matter if they were the worst team in the world, they're my team. That's the team that I kind of supported when I was a boy. You want them to doing well, but that's not a fickle thing for me. It wouldn't matter. You know, I would still buy my season ticket no matter where they were or what they were doing. Um, And I think when you're a proper fan, that's what you are. And I've been very lucky that I've gotten to know Like Willie Miller, I've gotten to know Willie Miller pretty well. And he was brilliant for my foundation for a long, long time. And he was one of our lottery members, Willie. Uh, I played with him a couple of times and Gordon Strachan's the same. Alec McLeish, they've all been lottery members of my foundation. And I think when you get guys like that who are willing to kind of give back into something, they can see us trying to get golf into the kids. And for them to put their own money into stuff like that, buying lottery tickets for us, you know, That says it all about me, about Aberdeen. It's always been a great club. It's always been a family club. I've always enjoyed going. I've been lucky enough to to know a couple of players over the years, and that's just what it is. You know, I always look for the result. No matter where I am in the world, I always get and try and find the result. As soon as, you know, five o'clock or quarter to five comes to, no matter where I am in the world, I look for the Aberdeen result. That's just what it is.
0: I love it. it. Uh, Paul, this has been an absolute joy to talk to you I've really enjoyed it I you're, you're really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me no problem um